0: This week on Erotic Awakening, power exchange and disabilities, as well as an army of cocks. Welcome to Erotic Awakening,
1: an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your host Dan and Dawn share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life. As well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to their mics and share with you an ever increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. I was waiting for a bark at the end of that intro. <laughs>
0: I Not that, that, from you. <laughs> no, no, but uh, Ginger, the podcasting puppy, was steadily chewing on your hand the entire time you read that. So I'm quite impressed. Scratches. Quite the impressed, scratches. by the way, that you did that. Yeah. So. so, hi, Don. How are you feeling?
1: Hi, Dan. I'm feeling kind of ragged this morning, but okay. <laughs> it's,
0: it's actually funny that we're, we've scheduled the talk with... Uh, Master Michael and Slave Angie about the uh, living with disabilities within your power exchange relationship on a day Mm -hmm. that, well, you're just recovering from a week of having bronchitis of some sort, some ass-kicking sort. I'm not sure exactly what kind it was.
1: Not sure what it was, and and the doctor wasn't really sure, but they treated it like bronchitis, but it, it was just a heavy cough. It started right before kinky college, and I was able to hold my own through the weekend, and then it kicked my ass, so... Yesterday morning, I told it it had to be done because we were doing the highball costume Zoom last night, and I <laughs> really were. wanted to dress up in a costume, and I did so good during the day and so good at the beginning of the race, and by the end of it, I'm trying to, trying to hold on to that cough,
0: so... We do happen to do some of those 5Ks, uh, and you, I, and Karen last night did that. As you said, the highball 5K highball costume zoom C- costume. Except we zoom.
1: didn't zoom very no. much, but that's we, okay.
0: Uh, and really, very well done 5K. Mm-hmm. If any of our audience people are into 5Ks, the idea you dress up in your Halloween costume, and along the way, uh, started off, somebody threw these big bags of candy at us. Yeah, we're like, woohoo, trick or treat! But then, as we go along, there's demons and monsters and zombies out there along your path wanting candy, so we had to give them candy.
1: I know, but I didn't want to open up the bag, so it was really kind of weird. I was feeling kind of selfish.
0: Yeah, well... And I'm like, we just
1: got this candy. What do you mean we have to? Okay, <laughs> I get need... it to
0: the spirits of it. Get it
1: to the spirit of it, and yeah, oh, Kit Kats. Give them Kit Kats. I'm gluten free. I can't eat those right. anyway.
0: So... and then uh, so you. Karen and I did uh, Dr. Seuss Thing 1 and Thing 2.
1: Mm-hmm, with the cat in the hat.
0: With the cat in the hat. And, and uh, Ginger was dressed up as the f- the sensible fish, I think that fish is named.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but that would make sense. So the fish, and we should have done her little stroller as the fish bowl, but people kept looking in the stroller
0: thinking there was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as we were walking we were being very uh, walking in pro- our poly pride mm-hmm. we were saying yes we're poly and other people just assumed we were characters in a Dr. Seuss show yes. so there you yeah. go
1: exactly but uh, you know what they loved it lots of people took pictures we got and...
0: a lot of great comments on that yeah. costume yeah um, I think I have that costume on my Fet Life profile. As a matter of I fact, think so people too. Are, uh, we wore that at Adventures in Sexuality event some time back.
1: Mm-hmm. It was much warmer when we wore it the first time.
0: I, w- I will point out, though. Uh, speaking of polyamory, this uh, your last chance to buy tickets for Beyond the Love is quickly approaching. Mm-hmm. And a secret to our podcast listeners, uh, some people know that there is a contest we are currently running to give away a free ticket or right. free tickets next year. If you already have, very few people know and uh, that. And again, we step back to the idea that we do things that we're passionate about. Mm -hmm. So we, um, although the event has not quite reached the break-even point, we're doing some what we're calling some hardship tickets. Basically, we're saying, if you don't have the money, if the reason you're not coming to this event is because you don't have the money, then apply for a hardship ticket and we'll give you a ticket,
1: Mm -hmm. is
0: is the short version of it. uh, The idea, we don't want people to... It just as we go through, we look at the classes and we look at the presenters, we look at the opportunities for social interaction. I'd hate for people that need the classes, say, "Boy, I wish I had some better communication skills to not be Mm -hmm. able to come just because they can't afford it." So uh, we can scrape a few hardship tickets that you and I are sponsoring. Uh, What the hell? What the hell? So uh, we'd love to have everybody there. You can find that at Mm -hmm. beyondthelove.org. Other than that, not a whole lot of news before we get into our topic. And we have a little bit of stuff to talk about about that topic, about living with interprox exchange. Although our disabilities are somewhat different from what Master Michael and Slave Angie Mm -hmm. are going to talk about. Ours are more bumps and bruises. Theirs are more long-term adjustments. Right,
1: right. So though we did, um, I just wanted to mention Kinky College. Oh, my God. So I just unpacked the car from that, and we've got a couple of other presentations coming up before the end of the year, but that was our last big event. And, Uh um, you know, that was, I really enjoyed myself once again, and we worked harder than um, we usually do at events. Uh, We had, what, three presentations, the two 12-step meetings, plus we ran a poly brown bag lunch. Is that what that's called on Saturday? And um, so we were really busy, but um, met a lot of great people, had a great time. I got to wear, wear all my new fetish clothes. <laughs> you know, a lot of people noticed the weight I'd lost, so that was something that, that had uh, uh, pluses and minuses. I had to work on emotionally in my head, so that was kind of neat. Sure. I'm actually blogging about all that stuff, if anybody's interested. it's uh, uh, The name of the blog is Kaddish Do Walking. And, um, you know, I'm talking about fears and how weird things trigger me and stuff like that. So
0: It's really I interesting. Do you, I don't know if you remember that we had, uh, you and you and I, well, actually, I every day on our Life account, I have this exercise journal entry that I put in and that you, mm-hmm. Slave Bat, also must have an entry into. Right. And I remember somebody wrote it some time back and said, I'm going to unfriend you because seeing all your exercise stuff makes me feel bad about myself. Right. Okay, but we've had, certainly had a lot of people say the opposite, that mm-hmm. it's inspiring. And I hopefully your Condition to Walking blog will also be inspiring, because what people don't realize, if you've lived with a particular body thing for mm-hmm. many years, that shapes uh, who you perceive yourself to be. So oh, as does. you change that body thing, mm-hmm. then that perception has to change as well.
1: Yeah, indeed. And, and it's, a, it's a little rough, because I know, and a lot, and a lot of people know this that are large, Some may not have come to awareness, but some of us know this. Sometimes it's a physical thing. I mean, I've got thyroid issues, so absolutely that's part of it. You know, but I've also got um, um, psychological things. I know that it was created for armor, and with my past, kind of makes sense. And now that the armor's dropping, I don't have that shield between me and other people now, and Mm -hmm. it's not that I need it. It's just that it's always been there. Yep. So that's it's a little a little neat. So yeah. I like I like the the turn my blog's taking trying to go through that stuff.
0: But anyway. when we <clears throat> when we think about Kiki college, uh, we ran into Misha. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, it was kind of neat running into Misha because she saw
1: me in the cell phone room. I was talking to somebody oh, right, else. Right. And um, she stopped me to let me know that they were podcast listeners, and her husband really got a lot of stuff out of it. And, you know, it was impactful to me. I, I remembered her name. woo <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, And then, of course, uh, Tammy was there running around and helping out, as uh, Tammy always does, as well as Sweet Control was also one of the volunteers running that sign auction, which, again, mm-hmm. we apologize Sweet Control. We never did get you the thing we said we were going to get you.
1: Mm-hmm. And then there was Lynn, who we've run into a lot at, at different events now. Recently and a
0: lot at different recently events. Recently a
1: lot. So she just won a title, too. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, or we just didn't recognize
0: her before. She huh, could yeah, very yeah. well have
1: been going to events, and we just didn't know oh, I don't think I would have recognized
0: her. She's a hottie. Uh, she is. <laughs> or at least remembered, at least. Mm-hmm. And then Slave M was there as well.
1: Uh-huh. And, and One Lusty Winch.
0: And Zapping th- people.
1: Yeah. And I think he pronounced it... Pronounces it Y Domher. It's W I. Oh. So I keep wanting to say we, We Domer, but I don't think he's a I white. was
0: looking at that spelling. I was thinking it was Wittamer. Wittamer. But no, no, I like Y That's probably what it is. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's what it is. So <laughs> awesome. Spent some time with him, and um, he's usually at a lot of the events that we go to, Madtown and Trist and stuff like that, and we just don't have time to sit and talk. So he caught me at the checkout line for the hotel. And while you were checking out, him and I had a really good conversation. Good,
0: good. So KK was a fantastic event. We uh, we often we recommend it. Again, if you're looking for an event to go in the Chicago land area, that one happens every six months. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you and I go every six months. So Mm -hmm. seems seems we're there every six months. And uh, again, if you're looking for an event to go to that you don't want to be the don't want to not know anybody, just Mm -hmm. reach out to us. So hey, we're gonna be there, and we'll hang out with you for a little bit. Exactly.
1: So I also want to do shout outs to Immortal Kurgan. Twisted Andy and Professor Cedar. Prof Cedar. So it's really kind of neat. They were also at KK. They've oh. been writing it through FET mail. <laughs> Sorry, I put it at the wrong spot on the notes. Uh-huh. So.
0: And it's really neat
1: because I am remembering some of these names. Uh, so it's been I, impactful. And,
0: well, we also had
1: dinner with.
0: Oh, we had dinner with. Oh, oh. I'm uh, going to say Oyster. It's wrong, though. It's Oyster. A
1: writer. Okay. And Ella Dorn. I'm
0: trying uh, to remember yes. the
1: FET name. So it's like translate okay and now i picture those three and i don't remember what their fet names were no so. i can remember
0: their human names which is yeah. pretty awesome which yeah. is unusual for me
1: i've been chatting with them in human
0: names <laughs> yes so that's pretty neat we had a nice uh, chinese dinner with them as well we did. so again kk a lot of social activity a lot of interactions with people mm-hmm. had a good time yeah not to mention we went in the dungeon and i beat the shit out of you oh
1: i know i'm still wearing those lovely oh. lovely bruises i showed those off at mpc
0: by the way you just whip your tits out and say, hey, look at this. You're doing it right now, as a matter of
1: fact. I know. And it was funny because there was actually like three new guys to MPC, and and they just kind of went deer in the headlight look. (laughs) So I didn't show Nip, though, and it's my room, and and there's nudity there all the time at MPC. They'll get used to that. They'll They'll, get used to that. So... So Um, I didn't even think about it. Whip, whip, look at
0: these bruises. (laughs) So we do have some interesting news that I want to share with the podcast listeners. Um, Recently, and I would say the last podcast that we did, I said that uh, Smitten Kitten has been our sponsor for the last six months. That six Mm -hmm. months has expired and you won't have to listen to the thing anymore. I reached out to uh, Smitten Kitten. I said, thank you for the sponsorship. They said, no, we're not done with you bitches yet. (laughs) So... Um, not, but there's something new about it, There is. is the point There is Erotic Awakening is sponsored by Smitten Kitten Smitten Kitten is your online resource And personal guide to all things sex related They offer over 3,000 unique products And have served the sex positive community For over 10 years From uh, Battery powered cock rings Ooh. To other stuff You'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com and so here's the new parts. Use offer code Dan and, all and one and get word? all one word. D a n a n d d a w n, and get five percent off. No, ten percent. No, 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 fifteen. No, 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 no. Twenty percent off your order with Sweet. the offer code Dan and Don. Nice. So, How uh, awesome is that? We're thrilled that they are not only continuing to support the podcast. Uh, also giving us that uh, opportunity to support our listeners who need quality sex junk. Sweet. Example, as a matter of fact, because I want this. I was looking at their site uh, earlier today so that I could, uh, you know, for the whole part where we go from blank to blank. Uh-huh. And I happened to come across, and there's actually a nice picture of it because I've been wearing these things wrong. Not that I've ever worn one, but if I did, I've been wearing it wrong. This is the Mio Rechargeable Vibrating Cock Ring and um, I, one of the things I like about it, it's it got actual re- people reviews on it, oh. so people have bought stuff and put reviews on it. There's a nice picture of how it's supposed to go on your cock, and I've been wearing them upside down. Apparently, no
1: wonder you don't want to wear them. I
0: know it's very, <laughs> not, probably very uncomfortable. very uncomfortable. but this one <laughs> there's um, it's got all these pulse patterns and variable speeds and battery rechargeable stuff, but um, it would actually press nicely against your mound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say clitoris on the air uh, as we are having the sex so it's a really interesting toy, I want one Okay, on your Christmas list There you go Vibrating cock ring and since
1: we only really buy each other like one thing for Christmas we cannot open that up at the family gathering <laughs> <laughs> I will find you something else as well
0: So, uh, thank you very much Smitten Kitten for helping us stay on the air uh, Actually, I've got been eyeing some new equipment uh, for the podcast mm-hmm. which has been out of our budget but now it's completely within our budget because we have one again.
1: Nice, nice. (laughs) It's nice to be able to stay on the air because of uh, support from listeners.
0: And, yeah, we get wonderful... uh, Again, we, we hopefully were... We do this often enough to recognize, not only with businesses that are supporting the podcast, but individual mm, people, and you guys are listeners. You know, one of the greatest supports, you guys, since, since Smitten Kitten has just given us a bunch of money, you don't have to necessarily right. donate money to us, but we certainly appreciate when you guys get the word out. Rate us on iTunes, tweet about us, lick us on Facebook, or just tell your friends. Indeed. Or write us a little
1: note. So we kind of like reading a little personal Personal messages. Absolutely. So you can write us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Use the comment page on
0: our Erotic Awakening website. We also have the Facebook, Erotic Awakening, one word. Or on FetLife, you can find our group called Erotic Awakening. Two words. Ooh.
1: We're also on Twitter, as this is the one that's a little different Dan and Dawn, one word.
0: Just like the promo
1: code. Yes. And we've got a voicemail. We love to hear the voicemails. 614 414 Two, oh, my god. 614 4142072. So and we've also got some new subscribers.
0: And then we will get into our interview after we talk about our army of cocks.
1: Ooh, yes, yes, yes. So <coughs> well, first we got new subscribers. We have Kelly from Ohio,
0: Alice <coughs> from British Columbia, Mervana from Pittsburgh, and Dimitri mm-hmm. from CT. What's CT? Connecticut. 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 Uh-huh. Great.
1: So, and we've got people sending us, um, oh, we also had a Facebook like from Mumford Bug. That's kind of cool.
0: Yes, it's not (laughs) the name of a band, but it should be.
1: Should be, should be.
0: (laughs) They should open for Mumford and Sons.
1: Oh, that would be neat.
0: (laughs) I think it would be too, but I'm weird.
1: Oh, and then so we we have been sent tentacle links. This is where the Army of Cocks comes in. so that sent me this link and basically it says army of dildos and it's a table and it's got all these handmade dildos on the table but then she looks at it or what she sends me is all right so here's an army of cocks but but look off to the right look off to the right and i went and i looked and it's a tentacle teapot <laughs> so here's this army of dildos which I'm sure 90% of the rest of the world noticed exactly oh and they're beautiful but off to the right on the table is a tentacle teapot (laughs) and that's what I want and then
0: I see uh, (laughs) yes you want a lot of tentacle stuff
1: I know somebody had a, a tentacle hat on last night, like my purple one uh, that Mr. Malaprop and Bat gave me—the big purple one with the big eyeballs and the, oh, I didn't the see tentacles. That. Yeah, someone had it on at the last beer booth. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it had
0: little sparkly light-up lights in it. It was so cute. It was actually kind of funny. We parked in the wrong spot. For we uh, in uh, our hometown, uh, the podcast town of Columbus, Ohio, Mm -hmm. uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets is our local hockey team. Right, and we parked in their parking space for this five k. (laughs) So we're walking by all these people in their hockey jerseys and going in for the hockey game in our Dr. Seuss outfit. So that was (laughs) cute.
1: We got a lot of drunk people saying, "Hey, that's cool." Yes.
0: Blue Jackets.
1: So, and then Bungie, and I always put a G in there, I don't think he does, um, also sent me a link to a comic strip about an adventurous girl and she feels something crawl up her leg and, and she's like, oh my god, is that a snake? And she looks down, and she goes, oh, it's not a snake. And you see it's a tentacle winding up her pant leg. And then at the end it says, they get around. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was awesome. To our topic today i guess
0: i'm i'm still stuck with the whole tentacle thing
1: <laughs> it's cute
0: it is cute i think we need to do another tentacle show that uh Nalan awesome. did a wonderful opportunity nailing did a wonderful chant uh if i say it a third time will i be it. <laughs> nailing did a wonderful interview with us to help me understand the whole attraction to tentacle sex mm-hmm. although it wasn't about tentacle sex but in general that's how we got there right but we need to find somebody who's uh that's not you that's into tentacle sex and talk to them about it and see what their perception is
1: okay because i wasn't sure why i was into it
0: either i I think we've done an episode on tentacle sex
1: so maybe i don't know that we talked to anybody else about it though Hmm. that would be kind of neat
0: you like being the tentacle person you don't want us to find anybody else that's into that (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's kind (laughs) of (laughs) true
0: so don how's the health
1: the health is kind of um on the edge yeah, we At talked about
0: you're just getting over your bronchitis. Mm-hmm. Um, we do these five Ks, but it always I just constantly, and I do do the gym every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a gym rat, so to speak, but I try and keep uh, my body from falling apart too quickly. It's looking pretty nice. Thank too. you. <laughs> Interesting as you've reached my or as I've reached my upper 40s, the going to the gym is more about maintenance, right? Staying healthy longer, and keeping in mind this long-term, you know, when I'm 50, when I'm 60, when I'm 70, am I still going to be able to walk around? Right. Really interesting to see people in their 70s uh, that we know that are going to events mm-hmm. and other people who are the same age that are stuck in uh, nursing homes because right. they can't do things for themselves. And thinking about, wow, maybe this going to the gym for an hour a day is an investment in my long-term future.
1: And knowing we don't have, a, you know, all the control over how our body you know, does does things, but
0: to do what we can do. Absolutely, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, but regardless of all that, I still struggle with my my Achilles mm-hmm. tendon on my left foot's a problem. Mm-hmm. My knees are a little problematic, uh, but over that overall, I'm in pretty good shape physical wise. Now, that's going to change as time goes by.
1: As time goes.
0: Bye. <laughs> Your singing voice won't get better. Or it will. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and even, it's not always a time thing, right? right. We we certainly know plenty of people um, who have a variety, uh, uh, Master Sherry currently dealing with an eye thing. Right, right. Uh, which I've dealt with an eye thing mm-hmm. in the past, right? And um, as Slave Angie and Master Michael talk about, at one point, one of them is, you um, Diagnosed with a particular disease, right? right? Which they're gonna talk about. So it's interesting to come back to the topic. The the point being, is your power exchange relationship. Now, if we were just married in vanilla land and when it, <laughs> and I got cancer, right. right, the conversation is well, how do I support my husband who has cancer in a, in my in our in our marriage? Right. The topic here is that we have decided that the marriage is not the primary relationship vehicle, it is the power exchange that's the primary relationship vehicle mm-hmm. and the power exchange is a relationship type that has a bunch of responsibilities, so when you're ill how do I deal with those responsibilities right, now we deal with it when we're ill, how do we deal with it with mm-hmm. responsibilities right, but, uh, and then Master Michael Slavand, you talked about the very important how do I deal with it when those big things hop up, pop up,
1: right So, and and they can be physical, they can be mental, they can be emotional, they can be a lot of different things, because we've had to deal with my um, broken arm, Mm -hmm. you know, we've had to deal with when I tore the ligaments in my knee and couldn't walk, Um, uh, boy, that was a while ago, but it was definitely, you know, something we had to work around, my PTSD, Mm -hmm. your um, Bell's palsy, you know, we had to work around that. We had to work around, um, you know, a bunch of different things. You know, thank goodness they've all been minor.
0: Well, but yeah, yeah. still. I recall not that long ago we interacted with a couple very briefly mm-hmm. that they were in a power exchange relationship and the woman in the relationship got raped.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you deal with that in a power exchange relationship? You know, right? like, these are serious challenges that we, as a style of relationship, have to have to navigate through.
1: Mm-hmm. But I kind of like that we have that style of relationship because we can also use it as a tool. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so there's things that we have to think about that's not just marriage based. So even though that is part of our relationship, mm-hmm. so there is some, you know, some of that, some of that there. We just have a different style that we do, and yeah, absolutely, we've used that as a tool as well. So, but um, I like what they have to say. It, it really, really struck home.
0: Yeah, with some of it. Well, let's let them say it then. Awesome. Oh, geez. <laughs> so, uh, Dawn, uh, I would like you to, being the good slave that you are, I want you to go in the kitchen and kneel for 20 minutes until I am ready for your, my pleasure. And then after three hours of sleep, I will awaken you and go get you, as you are my slave, to go wash the car and be available for my sexual pleasures 365 days a year. Uh, how's that sound?
1: I, 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 yes, (laughs) actually, (laughs) the 20 minutes is kind of rough, but the daily sex, yeah, I can do that.
0: It all sounds (laughs) wonderful, and you say you can do that, but I know better. I know. There are times of days. The reality is we are human beings. Mm-hmm. So today on the podcast, we have brought back Master Michael and Slave Angie, who we've talked to before. They just reminded us on the podcast, <laughs> which that's what happens when they said three years ago. I was like, no, no, I have this memory issue. <laughs> Dawn has her knee issue, uh, uh-huh. rolling with this weirdo oh, elbow. elbow issue. Um, we have a variety of being a human being. We have a complex uh, variety of issues that come up, not to mention Things that are more serious, the things, the cancer, the muscle, multiple sclerosis that some people have to deal with. So today, Master Michael and Slave Angie, uh, you're going to talk to us today about being in a power exchange, an MS relationship related and the issues related to health and disabilities that may be around that. Welcome to the show. Okay. Thank you. Or welcome back, okay. I should say. Good morning. Now, last time we had you on the show three years ago, you weren't famous title holders. So first right. off, allow us to bow and praise you and show our respect. Aww. Thank
1: you. <laughs> that, that was the light shining
0: down. Yes. Oh, okay. So congratulations oh, on thanks. the uh, being the current reigning Great Lakes Master Slave title holders.
2: Thank you. We're we're following in your footsteps. So
0: I hope you follow a little further after it was international.
3: (laughs) Yes, we're going to do our best.
2: Good (laughs) enough.
0: Um, So, why? What gives you guys the qualification to talk about health issues and disabilities in a power exchange relationship?
2: That's a really good question. Um, So Angie and I have been together for ten years, and uh, we've had a really wonderful. 10 year stretch of, of, uh, living, learning, loving, and growing. Um, and I mean, we, we've done a lot of things together. We're very active in our uh, leather community. Uh, we've been involved as, as you mentioned in, in the title, uh, title run. But, um, one of the things that I've struggled with all my life was, um, understanding people, understanding social situations, uh, sometimes just basic communication. Um, and uh, Angie, four years ago, um, while still sharing this wonderful life with me, uh, was diagnosed with lupus. Uh, and that began, and then about three years ago, I was diagnosed with Asperger's. And so that began a whole series of uh, issues and uh, adjustments and things that we had to discover that were now affecting our, our dynamic. Okay.
0: Okay. So it sounds like the reason you're qualified to speak about this is that, unfortunately, you're living it. Yes. So And so,
1: Slave Angie, so yours is more physical, lupus, very physical in that realm. I, I don't really
0: know what lupus is. Can you give me a, the 10-second overview?
3: Lupus is an autoimmune disease that causes um, inflammation in your tissues and your joints. It affects all of your organs and um nervous system. It, it really is a progressive disease. Okay. okay. I, I can see
0: where that would lead to some limitations or some challenges.
3: <laughs> yes. And, and not only being physical, it, it really was also um, affected me emotionally in the fact that I held a full-time job. I held a part-time job. I studied Taekwondo. I took care of the house that that all changed for me so it really took me down emotionally too
1: oh i bet so mm-hmm. so and then master michael asperger's that's uh mental would you consider it's, that a mental level i mean yeah explain a little bit
2: sure asperger's is um well it was uh on the uh, considered on the autistic spectrum. Uh, As of the latest uh, DSM-5, the the controversial DSM-5, it's now been lumped into and is actually called an autism. Um, The way it works for me, and it it works a little differently for everybody, but it primarily is about social interaction, um, social issues, and and dealing with other people. Uh, For me, it was uh, ever since being a child, it was always an awkwardness uh, in talking to people, in dealing with people, and in communication. Um, where it affected us primarily because at my age I've learned most of the skills that I need to to pretty much successfully navigate through life. But it was really mainly communication and some blocks that, that would happen from time to time.
1: Wow. So we're talking, I mean, I want to talk a little bit you know, more in general too, but with you guys personally. So we're talking about it's affecting her service to you mm-hmm. and right. then your communication with her. You know, not yeah. just everybody else, but with her as well. So right. <laughs> that's, right. that's quite a challenge. Sure.
3: Yeah, we, it was. we really have to come up with our own language and communication of understanding each other. And it really is a 10-year process. And we, we're still committed to working on it every day.
2: Mm-hmm. But for me, when I was diagnosed, um, it answered a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hasn't changed anything. Um you know, this is this is the wiring in my head that I was born with, and uh, I've learned, you know, very well how to navigate through life. Um, it also opened up other uh, other avenues for us, which I guess we'll talk about in a minute. Okay.
0: Cool. Would you say that the uh, that your power exchange relationship then is? Uh, I mean, where do you put that in importance? In a scale, I mean, lupus is not a disease you can fuck around with, right? So from a perspective of power exchange, do you like, does the lupus trump being a slave?
3: Never.
2: No. We, uh, one, of the, one of the things that we discovered, because we started off as master-slave. Um, that was the basis of our relationship. Um, and, and we grew over the past 10 years uh, in, into being who we are. Um... We found that the master-slave dynamic actually helped us, mm-hmm. um, where we discovered that preserving our dynamic as, as, as we would deal with things uh, helped us to get through it. Uh, you know, and, and for some people that, that may work, for some people that may not work, for us, it was more important to preserve it, to stay in our roles, to rely on those roles, to be an anchor when things would get tough.
3: And for me, keeping it in place, even though what we did changed, keeping the slave role in place helped me feel my self-worth still. I was still his slave. That wasn't taken away from me with the health issues. I was still able to be that person for him.
2: And then for me, um, discovering uh, my uh, what was going on with me, gave me a new avenue of, of uh, getting service from Angie. Um, I, I call her now my universal translator. <laughs> um, because there are times when I'm going to run into situations where, for me, I've never ran into it before. And because I have what I call, a I call my Asperger's kind of a social colorblindness at times. Um, and I have a wonderful slave who provides a service of translating to me, you know, what does this mean? You know that person looked at me, and I can't really read their body language. It's a, you know, it's a mystery to me. Help me out here. Let me know what what you're seeing. And the way I framed it was: This is something you're going to do for me. I'll tell you when I need it. I'll call upon that, and you'll provide that service.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah, that to me would strike me as one of the big keys of how you would incorporate uh, something as. Into the power exchange to make it a, to turn it from a negative to a positive, or at least an an, an aspect of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: so
0: I I also like how you define it that um, I will call upon it and
1: use it. You know, I I just like how you said that it kind of sets the expectations. You know, well, when the service is needed.
2: Right. Um, I think you guys know Raven Caldera. Yes. Sure. Uh, he wrote a couple of books on uh, dealing with mm-hmm. um, uh, disability and, and issues and illness, and uh, he writes very beautifully about how he's framed his uh, mastery and dominance over his slave. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know it, it, when I when I read and talk to other uh, power exchange couples who who deal with these kind of issues, um, the ones that are are working through it and have successfully navigated it, have all discovered that reframing and uh, just building a foundation of uh, that service and reframing that this is not a needful thing, it keeps that power exchange dynamic uh, in balance and where it should be.
0: I like that, though. (laughs) So one of the interesting challenges that Dawn and I had not too long ago uh, Dawn manages to hurt herself uh, a fair amount breaking bones going to hospitals and that kind of things I try to exercise and I overdo it and yes. I blow things up <laughs> so the the uh what that a, uh, a couple i guess a, it was a couple of years ago at this point mm-hmm. that dawn blew her uh elbow mm-hmm. out and the prescription after the surgery was some significant painkillers which i uh made Don take and I made her not serve me as part of the healing process um mm-hmm. So that leads me to the, the same idea of um, – part of that can be very – it's challenging for Dom because her role is to do service, like get me my coffee and make my lunch. And those are part of her life that reminds me of her of her service, and I kept telling her no. And it also asserted to her, oh, actually, I don't need you to do any of these things. I can do them all myself. I am capable of all these things. I just like <laughs> you doing them. How Do you you ever have the situation, Master Michael, where Slave Angie's uh, unable to do something that you want her to do? So you say, look, I'll do it myself. And do you feel that disempowers or empowers your power exchange or does it impact it at all?
2: We struggled with that at first, actually, um, because um, when you see another human being in in pain um, in in a non-erotic way, uh, you know I, I think most of us want to help and we struggled with that because one of the things that manifests with the Angie's lupus is an extreme amount of fatigue and pain and it's unpredictable right.
3: you know? there there are some days um, where lupus will cause a fever it'll it'll cause other illnesses and I'll be flat on my butt on the couch and for the day my order is to stay there and its for someone like me, who's always on the go from morning to night, it's really hard to stop. So I really struggled with um, feeling like I had to do something to, to be in service. And you really have to switch your head around to, um, to think that what you're doing, the healing that you need to do is service. So you're better later.
2: And then through this... That that was the the first hurdle was to let Angie know that uh, that it's okay, you're human. These things are going to happen. But when we uh, looked at things, we realized that we could still have the service. We could still have our dynamic. We just needed to find ways that make it uh, realistic and sustainable. So, uh, give you an instance. You you spoke about getting the coffee. Um, mm-hmm. and, no. Always <laughs> a big one for got, us, yes. I my coffee yes. here. Um, when, before lupus, Angie would get up with me, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning and make my coffee for me and, and serve it to me quietly because I didn't have my coffee yet. Um, <laughs> but she can't do that always. Um, you know, l- l- uh, for lupus, uh, sleep is the best medicine. And so I thought about, I had to go back to what is it that she's really doing for me? What is the key thing about service that I want? What is it that I'm getting out of it? It was the fact that something was made more convenient for me. The fact that she kept it in her mind that I needed this and she would have it ready for me. But I didn't need her to press the button. I didn't need her to bring it to me. Mm -hmm. What I needed was for her to make it a point of each day, I'm doing this. So rather than doing it in the morning, she sets it up the night before. All I got to do is come in, hit a button, and and there's my coffee. Mm -hmm. And so through that, that, that's kind of the same pattern that we apply to other things. Mm -hmm. You know, what's realistic and sustainable for us.
3: Right. Because we want to be here in the long haul. So what we did was adapt to what it is we do on a day-to-day basis to be realistic and sustainable
2: at the end. But we don't change who we are. She's still going to provide me the service. It may not just be the exact way that I want it at first.
1: Right. So, Slave Angie, have you really gotten to the point where you know that healing is the best service? Because that was really hard for me when I would go to stumble up off the couch because I knew I wanted to get his cup of coffee, and he pretty much pushed me on the forehead, back down, on it, you know, back down, and said, "Healing is your priority. I want you serving me later, and it's more important than this cup of coffee."
0: And on a side note, pushing on her head while she's on the Percocet and seeing her kind of rock back in bed—it's <laughs> actually kind of a hobby of mine for a while. It was quite fun. So, so
1: have you got to the point, I guess, emotionally? knowing that healing is more important than that moment's service?
3: For me, there are days there's still frustration. But yes, I I know after running myself into the brick wall many, many times (laughs) in four years, that with this disease, everything I do is a check to be cashed later. (laughs) Um, For instance, GLLA weekend. (laughs) that That took me about a week of recovery, I bet, and that was something in my mind going in, sure. so really, um the spoon theory, if anyone's ever read it or understand it, is you only have so many spoons in the beginning of the day to spend, and once you spend them, you're either borrowing them or or you're out, so right. um there are tough times there, there are easier times still with that
2: four years later.
1: Okay. So hard stuff.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. But, but good stuff because um, we found that using, using our dynamic, relying on our dynamic gave us ways to strengthen what we do and and how we relate to each other in, in ways that we hadn't anticipated Um, and, and we found that, you know, life is tough, but you can still find little joys in, in anything.
3: Right. After 10 years, it's funny enough, it was like a forced growth opportunity. We had to learn how to do things in different ways and being the communicators we are, we, we really had to sit down and talk about what, what we needed.
2: Once, Angie, Angie translated what I was saying, <laughs> you, you had mentioned that earlier, that it was tough communicating with the um, Asperger's. One of the aspects of the way it comes out is I'm very precise in my language. Um, mm-hmm. Words have a dictionary meaning, whereas with um, someone who's neurotypical NT, um, they understand the body language, the way things are being said, the, the tone behind it. So... In dealing with that, one of the growth was learning how to communicate, learning how to translate, learning what signals there were to say, yeah, this way of saying things isn't working, so we need to take a step back and, and rephrase it. Right.
1: that's a good and that's a good example of interdependence. Is that there. what you were trying to think of? You know, I can just see that it, when people accept that their strengths and weaknesses. In their relationship and that each each other balances those out. That's that interdependence. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm on the Rudolph cartoon, (laughs) except it's (laughs) interdependence.
0: So let me ask your advice on this. So a slave, uh, a master comes to you and says, look, I have a slave who broke her ankle a little bit ago. And although it's healed enough that it doesn't do damage, it does physical pain for her to get up and uh, clean the plates, or mm-hmm. for her to go down to the car and get me my uh, cat that I mysteriously left in the car. Um, <laughs> but, and, and and yesterday said, sla- I clean the plates and the slave looks at me downcast, and I say, uh, I mean, this mythical master says... <laughs> If you know that would be uh, that would just be being a dick if I made you go get the plates because it causes you physical pain. But I would think, but I'm not sure that's correct. So I would like both of your uh, responses from a slave's perspective and from a master's perspective. Should would is it better to have the slave do this physically painful thing, or do you treat them nicely and let Mm -hmm. them avoid? Doing those things while you clean the, d- the dishes.
2: Yes, you may answer first.
3: I, I think it would have to depend really on the relationship and and the agreements made in the in the beginning of their common goal. But what what will happen when the slave is in physical pain? So maybe it will not cause damage. Maybe um, maybe the slave needed to do something. So they put up with the pain for a little while. It's it's really difficult to say. But in the end, what do you want out of the situation?
2: Mm-hmm. What's realistic and sustainable? Okay. Uh, you know, what 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 do you want out of her service? What does that give to you? And what does that give to the slave? Um, you know, Angie deals with pain daily. There's mm-hmm. not a day that doesn't go by that she's not hurting. Um, I'll get a read on her in the morning and I'll figure out what my priorities are. Um, the days where it's really, really bad priority number one is take care of yourself. Um, but you know, if, you know, the the laundry needs to get done and, and, you know, the the dog needs to be taken to the vet, um, you know, and yet she's still in pain. I know that but i also know that her service is what is in her what's important to her and she'll let me know that you know master you've asked me to do something you know i don't know that i'm capable of doing it my, my you know my knees are are, are in so much pain I, I can barely walk that gives me the opportunity to figure out is this important is it not important is it something that can wait um because again i, I want angie for the long haul but I also want her heart to be good, right. and she knows she can come to me and tell me these things, and I will assess the situation and I'll figure out what's best for both of us. Um, in 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 the case that you were talking about, you know, what you know is the pain so debilitating that you know making you know you, you, your slave go down daily to get the cat that you mysteriously forget daily, <laughs> uh, you know. Is this something that is going to, you know, nourish that slave, even though it's going to hurt that slave? If that's the case, then OK, guess what? You're on cat retrieval duty.
1: Right. Right. You know, and um, the, the other thing that, um, you know, I know Dan's had to um, get used to is the fact that I will speak up if I'm in pain, you know, mm-hmm. so he doesn't have to second guess. You know, mm-hmm. uh-oh, I'm going to send her out to the car. Is she really in pain? Yeah, well, I'm but I- am trying to give you information.
0: I need to, and there's where a master could de- have, do a better job of developing trust that the slave will speak up and say, sir, with mm-hmm. all due respect, that is going to cause me a more, a greater amount of pain than I believe that you want me to be in. Do you still want me to do it? Or something cool like that.
2: We call that um, no repercussion, safe place to talk. Right. Um, And and that was something that I had to train Angie on that you can tell me that you're in pain. You can tell me that you're having a bad day. She she spoke about the walls earlier um, that she would constantly ram her head into. So, slave, Mm -hmm. how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine, master. Three hours later, you're on the couch and you look like death warmed Mm -hmm. over. What happened? You were fine. I don't know. So you really, you were having a bad day this morning, weren't you? Yeah. And it was just building that. And, and, you know, it, I wanted that transparency. I wanted the the right facts and she had to learn, you know, she spoke about the emotional difficulties. It was okay. Because I, I, I guess for me, I never saw it as an issue of she wasn't serving me well enough. It was actually making me mad that you're not telling me the real facts of how you are, I need those facts so I can make the, the best decision possible. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and even after this many years, Dan will give me an order, and he'll see me groan because my back hurts <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and and he'll ask me, so are you really able to do that? And then I have to stand there and, and take an assessment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, yes, sir, I, I, I can do that. Or no,
0: not really. <laughs> and, I don't, you know, I don't want service to be detrimental to my slave, I want it to um, overall be fulfilling for them, and right. I, and I have no doubt that both uh, Dawn and Bat, if I said, you know, hold this chair over your head until I tell you to drop it, will continue to hold it until they drop it on their own head if I let them, um, right. and be quite probably proud of the fact that they did that, but. So it becomes – there's a responsibility there that I recognize that I can cause whatever hurts that they have to be worse if I am um, not cognizant of that.
1: So, well, you know, I was going to wait on this, this little answer that mm-hmm. I had, but I might forget to, to, to mention it later. So with the um, dishes thing that uh, Dan brought up and about how he didn't want – you know, the person to hurt themselves. So he did the dishes. What popped into my head was, as if it was me and I was sitting at the table and this has happened before, and he's picked up the dishes, if he would look at me and go, but I need you to wipe down the table,
2: oh. you know,
1: just something that still gives me a little bit of service. that's in my capability then I won't take it personally that I can't serve or that because I'm, I'm broken. That I'm and taking something to... away
2: from you. That's,
3: yeah. Oh, that's nice. Right. Yeah. Well, good.
2: So that's part, of the, that's part of that adaptability that we talk about.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Redirection of the negative is always the best option.
1: Yes. Kind of like with the puppy. Puppy. No, never
3: mind.
0: <laughs> redirect.
1: No, redirect.
3: We, we did the puppy play oh, thing with them three years ago. Oh, yeah. That was okay. a different episode. <laughs>
0: uh, so one more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. How are you, or in general, how do people, but you've got this big international contest coming up in a couple of months, um, mm-hmm. and that takes a lot of, it's good, as you just know, you just went through the contest thing, right? It's going to take mm-hmm. a lot of energy, going to be a lot of stress, and people, not only people running for contest obviously there's times that you have particularly stressful, either physically or emotionally, or even combination, Times of people's lives. You're going to have
1: to hobnob socially, <laughs> you know, and, and physically. Yeah, it, it is pretty draining. I was actually in my arm brace when we ran for international, and I would take it off while we were up on stage because I didn't want people to see the brace <laughs> sort of thing. So,
0: so when, when people in a power change relationship that have some, uh, uh, whatever, disability issue – have these particularly stressful times of life or these particularly taxing times of whether it's doing the taxes or running for a contest or whatever, what do you do to prepare yourself for that, uh, sort of situation? Or is there anything you can do?
2: That's a very good question.
0: Well, you better damn think about it. If (laughs) you haven't thought about it now, now's a good time. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
2: we're,
3: we're very good planners actually from now until, um, International, we, we have our social situations planned out. We also also have our downtime planned out mm-hmm. together. So we, we try the best we can to, um, to set that time aside for, for both and then know that when things come up, we're going to have to adapt and that's okay.
2: And for the unexpected times, um, you know, we know to communicate about it. Um, to know that, uh, you know, in, in Angie's case, uh, that check may be cashed a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So we may need to re- reprioritize what happens afterwards. Okay. Um, and that kind of comes from the experience of, of dealing with this. And, and for, for people that are just experiencing these issues, you know, it, to say you've got to expect the unexpected and just kind of roll with it. Um, don't let it defeat you because the sun's still going to come up tomorrow. Um, you're still going to get up tomorrow and you have another opportunity to take advantage of that day. So, you know, go through today and take it easy tomorrow. Or if you know, in two weeks, you're going to be traveling a lot, give yourself a little bit of downtime before. And, And that's what we've done to be able to, to, to go through this. And hopefully, uh, after international, be able to deal with that going forward. Awesome.
1: awesome. So there is one of the little hints I can give you about international. Be, be, be prepared for the unexpected. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Or- You're
0: welcome. <laughs> we still need to chat about that. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, guys, I know you guys do run around uh, doing a lot of presenting and that kind of stuff. How can people get a hold of you guys, either if they have additional questions about dealing with the disabilities and such or just to book you to present it? their are awesome events.
2: Um, I'm Chicago Leather Daddy at gmail.com. Angie is chgo Princess at gmail.com. Um, I'm Michael S underscore C H G O on Facebook. Angie is Angie C H G O on Facebook mm-hmm. and on FetLife uh C H I Leather Daddy and why do I always forget you on <laughs> FetLife?
3: C H G O Leather Girl.
0: Awesome <laughs> nice, Guys nice. Thanks very much For taking some time To chat with us today I very much appreciate it Thank, Thank you. you We've got a trip To Chicago coming up Maybe we can Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you later guys Alright bye bye Don't forget to head over To Smitten Kitten And use your new 20% off Code Dan and Dawn And buy a bunch of stuff Bye, Dan. Bye, Don.